to the doghouse i'm diana and i'm david it's riverdale season 7 episode 16 chapter 133 stat julian gets his hands on a stag film and invites archie reggie and the guys over for a watch party betty unexpectedly reunites with polly jughead goes to war with dr werther's over his censure of comic books we still don't know what the hell is going on yeah we're not gonna i mean this episode is not bad I like how it kind of progressed most of our characters. Um, we had some some fun things. I really don't love all of the Choni fodder. I mean, it seemed kind of pointless. <laughs> I mean, it just it just kind of was. Except to continually add them as plot point. Yeah, like I can I can get on board with them taking a picture and Cheryl painting it, and her mom being like, "Nope." That's not going to happen. Like, I'm fine with all that. Like, that all makes sense. But the whole lingerie thing is just, like, gratuitous and unnecessary. It's very dumb. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Um, We start this episode off in, it's not really, it's not the music room, but it's a classroom. Miss Grundy is reading from Howl by Allen Ginsberg. Uh, Archie, Betty, and Clay are there. Um, They're the ones who are really interested in this. And we get a little info about the beats from Clay, about the rebel writers and how they uh, rejected the institutionalized American values like materialism, conformity, and heteronormativity, which Archie's like, huh, what does that mean? And he finds out that those dudes also slept with other dudes. With each other. With each other. And (laughs) Betty's like, sounds cool. And Archie's just like, okay, this is new information for me. <laughs> like, not in a bad way. He's not disgusted. He's just like, I did not know this. And I am going to think about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. But also, the one thing is she gives him the book and he smells it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's bizarre. KJ is making choices. I'm fine with this. It's no, no, no. I'm here for it. Okay. Uh, but she also has made copies. Miss Grundy's made copies, and so she's given it to them so they can read it for their next meeting. We go outside to the picnic tables, and uh, Choni is looking at a magazine that's got some pictures of Betty Page. They're gorgeous. Lizzo's there, and they're like, "Hey, you agree?" And she's like, "Yeah, but check this out." And it's a magazine of Femme and In magazine, um, which is an underground lesbian pinup mag. And so they're like, oh, this is nice. Can we continue to look at this? And Liz is like, yeah, I always buy two copies. <laughs> cool. Uh, we go over to the uh, dude locker room and Julian is like, all right, I got a stag film. We're all going to watch it. And Archie's like, what's a stag film? <laughs> and he explains that it's a porno. And uh, where did you get that? From a buddy of mine at Stonewall Prep. Huh, I wonder who that could be. Yep. Uh, I, which, I, you know, that's who it would be, so that's fine. Very good callback. Uh, so they all figure out, like, okay, this is what we're going to do, but I need a projector. And so then they're like, hey, Clay and Kevin, you you can help us out. And they're like, hmm, okay, but we want to come too. And Julian's like, fine, but it's not like one of those wrestling films you like to watch. <laughs> and they, they kind of roll their eyes at each other, but then he makes a Robert Frost joke at Archie and he's like, you have to come. Ugh, eh. boys. I, I mean, I, I remember when the dudes discovered porn. 
and discovered how to get it because of a thing called the internet. Uh, we go over to Pep Comics, and Jughead thinks it looks like a funeral has been happening there at the office. Mr. Feldstone is super not happy because Werther's sent a letter saying that they need to comply with this new comic book code. And it's similar to the Hayes Code for movies, and it's awful. And they've got uh, someone from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy on their side, along with the mayor, to enforce it. And Jack is like, hey, we we should, you know, beat them at their own game. And, you know, Fieldstone's like, okay, let's try. <laughs> I don't get anything with this other than the fact that it's like, he's a child. Why does he have to go up against the mayor? I mean, that's fact of the whole show. I mean, why that's are literal children doing these things? <sighs> it's the story that Jughead has decided to write. We cut on over to Cheryl and Tony. And they're, you know, looking at the magazine that they've got from Lizzo. And they've decided that they want to do their own pinup shoot and they're going to put the timer on the camera. And then Cheryl is going to paint a pinup version of that picture. And they're going to do the photo shoot and Thornhill's Chapel. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, we go over to the theater and Kevin and Clay are there. And she's like, hey, look, y'all can watch your movies. Just clean up after yourself. Okay. And, uh, they're like, okay, that's not what's going on. And they explain what's happening with the film and needing a projector. And Veronica goes, hey, I've heard about these. Um, why don't we just do a proper screening here? Um, but and, and we'll just close it off to just y'all. But I get to invite a gal pal. And they're like, okay, great. Let's do this. Now Veronica has to sneak her in her way to watch some pornography. Of course she does. So we cut over to Thornhill's Chapel. Now, Cheryl and Tony are in the lingerie. They're making, they're taking pictures. Pornography. They're making child pornography because they are children. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I mean, they're not in the nude, but it's not good. It's not a great look. Don't love it. This feels very reminiscent of the tickling photos and videos. <laughs> uh, what, a, what a strange, dumb moment. We cut on over to the movie theater. Betty is arriving. She's a little bit late. Veronica's like, I thought you were giving me the brush off. And apparently Betty had to wait for her mom to take her sleeping pills. So they're there to see this video. The guys are super excited. It's the Riverdale premiere of The Wedding Night. And so she starts the film. The boys are, you know, hooting and hollering. And all of a sudden, who appears on film but one Polly Cooper? Betty freaks out and goes, oh, my God, stop the movie. Stop it. And Veronica's like, what's wrong? She goes, that's my sister. And Veronica says, yep, cut the reel, hit the lights. And the boys are unhappy. Riverdale. I'm a TV genius. Yep. David was right. It was Polly. It just had looked like... Uh, Penelope for me, but it's Polly. That's not a TV genius moment. <laughs> you just saw the face better than I did. I have to take my wins where I can get, okay? It's not a TV genius moment. So we cut directly to Veronica and Betty talking afterwards. And like, um, so what's going on with that? And Betty's like, I don't know. She's a dancer on Broadway. And Veronica's like, maybe you should talk to her and get some answers. So we cut to Betty leaving a not a voicemail, but a message 
for Polly saying, hey, um, I got your number. We need to talk. We cut to school. Julian's walking around. Just be like, look, last night was a bust, but I got Keller and Walker to lend me the projector. And I watched another movie from my buddy at Stonewall Prep. It's like the 10th wonder of the world. So for two bucks, I'll rent the projector and the movie and you can watch it in the privacy of your own home. What do you say, boys? And Archie and Reggie are like, okay. Oh, man. Thus begins one of my favorite episode arcs. This this is pretty enjoyable. We cut down the hallway and Betty is talking with Veronica. And Betty actually did talk to Polly. And um, apparently being a dancer on Broadway is her cover story because she actually does burlesque. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense for Betty to whisper burlesque. It's just dumb. Veronica talks about how it's a legit art form, names a couple people, and then Betty says, okay, well, her stage name is Polly Amorous, which, that's pretty good. Fuck off, Riverdale. I kind of love it. No, it's very funny. It's pretty stupid. I love it. But even bigger than that, Veronica knows who that is. She's never seen her perform, but she's heard of her. And she's supposed to be so glamorous and flossy, which I had forgotten that flossy was an adjective. And I used to work with a girl whose name was flossy. And I forgot how cool she was. Very cool. I love the word flossy. (laughs) So Veronica's like, okay, she should perform at the Babylonium. And uh, Betty's like, oh, she kind of already did. And then Veronica's like, hey, maybe this is why your mom is so terrified of S-E-X. She's threatened by Polly and her independence, her sexuality, and her devil-may-care ways. Gasp. Gasp. Shock. Ah. So we cut over to the picnic tables, and Tony has the the pictures she developed. Um, they're beautiful. They're great. And Tony mentions that Feminine Magazine publishes amateur photos, if that's something Cheryl's interested in. She goes, maybe after we graduate high school. And which I'm like, thank you, because you're children. (laughs) And they agree on a photo to use as the reference for the painting. Yes. Look, this is fine. It's weird. It's weird, but. But it's fine. (laughs) It's like the the 1950s version of sexting valid they are consenting to this to each other so fine it's just it's weird weird. and inappropriate uh jughead goes to see veronica because he knows how she feels about comic books but he also knows that she's the top negotiator in town and veronica concedes she's like yeah i'm not a fanatic but i don't think they should be burned or banned and so she's reviewing the code and she's like well this is insane um But this isn't actually a code. It's just really more a proposal. So you should respond with a counterproposal, point by point, being crystal clear about what you want. And Jughead's like, yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, Veronica's like, you shouldn't doubt yourself about about this, Jughead. You're right. Interesting. Okay. Friendship. Friendship, but also uh, there's dropping of slight hints as to Jughead being onto something. Eh, not exactly. Jughead is smart. That's not new. I still believe, okay, that they're going to pull this around. 
what we were saying last week. <sighs> we go to Pops and it's Betty and Polly. And Betty asks Polly, you know, why'd you do the movie? And she got hoodwinked into it. I was young and naive and she fell in love with a fink who steered me wrong. Uh, and she spent a year trying to ta- track down every copy she could find. So Betty asks her more. How'd you get into burlesque? She auditioned for the Rockettes, but she wasn't tall enough. But then she saw Gypsy Rose Lee and she goes, oh, I want to do that. So she started doing it. And she wanted to tell Betty face to face, but, you know, she was a little embarrassed. And Betty concedes, oh, I've kind of done that myself with Archie. And, you know, they kind of go back and forth. Uh, Mom and dad know about it, but they don't know about the wedding night. Apparently, she invited them to a show a couple years ago, and they walked out in the first five minutes. And that's when mom started telling people that she was doing guys and dolls. Mm-hmm. So Polly's, you know, rented a room at the Cozy Time Motel because she doesn't want to see mom and dad. And she kind of figured they didn't want to see her. And she's she's there. She, she wants to spend some more time with Betty. Betty tells her, hey, my friend really wants to meet you. Um, she's a big fan of Polly Amorous. And... Polly's like, oh, I have a fan in Riverdale. I never say no to a fan. Well, okay then. So then we cut to the Pembroke and Betty's and, you know, introducing Veronica to Polly. They're very excited. They start asking about, you know, how's Gay Paris and Old Madrid and every city in between. And apparently Polly's going on a European tour because she's engaged. Um, His name is Langley Huggles. He's a stockbroker and completely devoted to her. So that's her benefactor. He's got her in a penthouse on the Upper West Side. Langley Huggle. Langley Huggles. Mm-hmm. Great name. Fabulous name. <laughs> Betty is a little concerned. She's like, you were going to invite me to the wedding, right? And Polly's like, yeah, I was going to ask you to be my maid of honor. Oh. Which, of course. And then Veronica asks her to do a one-night-only show. And Betty's like, yeah, maybe even mom would come, which... Polly's like, yeah, don't hold your breath. And they decide they're going to do it, but they're going to keep it girls only and hush hush. Okay. Yay. Cool. Sure. Fine. Whatever. We, look, we're playing the hits and bringing all the characters back for one last go through before we wrap things up. Like, just trying to tell us like who's doing what in this world, but where's Charles? What's happening with Charles? There is no Charles. That's fine. But I would like there to be some, it, it would take one line to be like, Oh, I should have had boys or something when Alice being so annoyed with them. We cut over to the Andrew's garage and Archie and Reggie are setting up the projector and the movie. They're just really excited. Um, just like, you know, uh, tonight we become men. And, you know, then we see they turn on the video and it's two guys wrestling and they're like, what is this? Maybe they're going to fight over a girl. Yeah. And then, like, it keeps going. They're like, man, Julian must have switched a film on us as a gag. And they're they're both just kind of keep, like, looking at the film and then glancing at each other and then looking at the film. And they're like, hey, didn't Julian say something about Kevin and Clay watching wrestling videos? I don't know. But we should probably turn this off. Yeah, we should. Maybe we give it a minute in case a girl comes in. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Oh, my God. It is so funny. (laughs) I love... The way these guys are playing this is so pure. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. Just the whole, huh. This is a thing I hadn't considered before. Let, (laughs) let Let me do some personal inventory here. 
<laughs> it's going to get so much more personal. It's so great. We cut to Cheryl. She's painting. Yay. Yay. We go back to Archie's house. And this time, Archie and Reggie are both sitting on, are, are laying down in their beds. Um, So some guys are that way. Yeah. Are, are Kevin and Clay? Yeah, maybe. And, you know, there's in, there's in between. And they're like, what do you mean? There's a little wiggle room to explore. I've been talking about it in Miss Grundy's workshop. And so Archie explains, like, they're men's men's with girlfriends, wives, and and other guys. They're buddies. They would try it on just for size. And they both basically just snap up. And Archie's like, I'm going to go take a cold shower. I am too. Rich, I'll, I'll go after you. Okay. Tomorrow, we can bet your ass that Julia Blossom is going to give us our $2 back. Yeah. They don't look at each other this whole time. <laughs> it is hilarious. Look, if we're going to queer bait every other character on the show, please give me an Archie and Reggie kiss. This is fair play. Like, I am okay. Like, yeah, great. I'm annoyed with it. But if you're going to do it with everybody else, let's do it here, too. I would be more. I would be annoyed with it if it weren't for the fact that KJ and Charles Melton are the most pure. <laughs> well, and the way it's written, the way it is, it's just, I had not considered this. I didn't know about this. Let me think on this. It's not mm-hmm. judgmental. It's not shaming. It's just, I need to think about some things for myself. Thank you. <laughs> Which is totally fine and valid and great. I love it. Uh, so we got to school and they go yell at Julian. Like, you think you're pretty funny, huh? And he goes, ha ha, you know, I thought it might get the ball or balls rolling. So, like, what about the other one? The one with Betty's uh, sister and Julian's like, Betty took it. Uh, But I do have another one about one guy and two girls, if you're interested. And I'll give it to you gratis. Which Archie's like, what does that mean? Means free. (laughs) (laughs) He's so dumb. He's so dumb in the best way. Big dumb Archie is my favorite Archie. Ugh. We go over to the girls' locker room, and Veronica invites all the girls to the burlesque show. A one-night-only performance by Polly Amorous. Polly Amorous. The fact that they all know who this is is off-the-rails ridiculous. Agreed. We go over to the principal's office, and now it's a farce. Jughead's there with Mr. Fieldstone. We've got Werther's, Featherhead, Lady from Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and Mayor Blossom. and. They're going through the requirements and Jughead's being really annoyed. And at one point, Featherhead's like, shouldn't you be in class? And Jughead's like, this is my lunchtime. <laughs> Which is like, and the way he says it is like, I am taking this really se- I am missing food for this, yo. And, and and basically they're just like, we need context. What about this? What about that? And they're basically like, no, where everyone else has agreed to this. This is never a, a negotiation. You sign this or no newsstand in America will sell or carry your comic books. They'll be sent in the trash where they belong. You big goobers. Yep. Go over to our poetry meeting. Betty Clay and Archer there with Miss Grundy. They're talking about it. Clay's very like, you know, in- intellectual about it. Archie's like, I really liked it. Betty's like, I didn't finish it. Fair. <laughs> Then Miss Grundy's like, you know, what, you know, when was the last time you saw the the sunrise? Like, oh, you mean like for basketball practice? Like, no, you stayed up all night, hanging out with your friends, having deep philosophical conversations, and then you wake up and the it's the sunrise. 
And she's like, I do that once a month with my husband. It's transcendent. And uh, Grundy just keeps on oversharing. Yeah, it's a lot. She's going to be the secret evil bad guy. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, she she wasn't a secret bad guy. She was just a bad guy. No, I know. But like right now, she hasn't revealed full mm-hmm. creepazoid. And I feel like it's coming. Mm-hmm. We cut over to the Cooper house. Betty comes home and Alice is reading Ladies Leisure magazine. And she invites Alice to the show with Polly. And, you know, Alice isn't having it. And Betty's just like, did you know about this? Did you know that she was getting engaged? Don't you want to go to her wedding? And Alice is just like not giving in. Um, and so Betty's just like, look, oh, this isn't, you know, bad. It's an opportunity for us to be a family again. And Alice says, you know, why would I want to watch my daughter debase herself for dirty old men? It's not for dirty old men. It's just for girls. I don't care if it's for the Virgin Mary. I'm not going. Betty says, well, can't forbid me because I'm proud of her and I'm going to support her and I'm going to show her that I love her and accept her no matter what. Unlike her mother. Woo! Yay! Getting spicy in the Cooper household. I like it. We go. We also keep getting these moments of like Alice almost waking up. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. I'm like, we keep saying waking up, but like at this point, it's going to be all or nothing. It's going to be all or nothing. I I literally feel like in the second to last episode, they're literally going to pull it out of fucking nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't fucking care at this point. (laughs) I don't fucking care. Because where's Tabitha? Fucking nowhere. Gone. Yeah. We head on over to the Andrews garage and the boys have set up the new film. They are so ready to go. And they start the film. And all of a sudden, no, 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 no. It has caught on fire. And they are both whining and like, what are we supposed to do now? I'm horny as heck. <laughs> and so they keep going back and forth. Like, oh, And Archie's got an idea. It's a little runchy. But if you're up to it. And when he said that, I thought they were going to go to the burlesque show. Because, uh. you know, Betty and Veronica came to the boys' night. So these two guys should come to the girls' night. Like, I thought that would make some good narrative sense. Oh, come on. You got to think raunchier than that. But no, we're going to the Cozy Time Motel to see Twyla. Mm-hmm. Like, which one of you hunks of Wisconsin man cheese is coming first? Or maybe you both want to come in at the same time and both boys stand up with their jackets right in front of their crotches and follow her. They go in together. Yep. Oh, my. <laughs> yep. So we go over to theater and Polly is performing a song from Gypsy. And as Polly's performing, Betty starts to see herself doing the show. Like she's performing. And then we cut to Alice singing at home. And, you know, it's the mama tried. And, you know, it's a, it's a good little montage. Like this is cool. Yeah. And then we see Penelope Blossom go into the chapel in Thornhill and see the picture that Cheryl has painted and the photos that go with it. That's great. And then we cut back to Polly performing and then Betty's continuing to see herself perform. It's, you know, it ends. It's great. Everyone's happy. And then we cut to the dressing room and the girls are just so excited. They're like, Polly, that was amazing. You're a bona fide burlesque star. But interesting, not much flesh. And Polly says, yeah, you know, if you're good enough, you can suggest more than you show. It's all right. 
Well, that was that's also a cue just to one of the hallmarks of Gypsy Rose Lee. Yes. Like that was one of the most famous things about her. <laughs> she she did not get fully nude. And also, it's a very good musical despite the name. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't aged well. Betty apologizes for Alice not coming and Polly's like, I don't care. And Betty says, I would be so proud to be your maid of honor. Uh, so then we cut to the steps of the school. Archie and Reggie are there. And they're just like in this trance. And the the sun is rising. And they're like, wow, it, it looks different. Now that we've expanded our horizons, it seems like anything's possible at this point. I love you, Reggie. I love you too, bud. And that's oh all we get. Like, we don't know what actually happened, which I kind of love because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But also, wow. Yeah. They could have such... boned. They could have not boned. They could have boned with just Twilight. They could have all boned together. They could have just done handsome. They could have done a variety of things. And it doesn't really matter. It's just nice. Just guys being dudes. Just dudes being dudes. I'm cool with that. And they love each other. It's great. Uh, we cut over to the Blossom Thornhill Chapel. Cheryl goes in and sees that her painting has been cut. And the pictures that went with it have been destroyed. And so Cheryl walks into the dining room and Penelope's like, perhaps you should pray on it in the chapel. I don't go in as often as I'd like, but I do find such comfort there. There's Penelope Blossom. She's a monster. Mm-hmm. We cut over to Pops and Cheryl's talking to Tony. She's like, hey, do you still have the negatives? Yes. Why? My hideous mother and by extension, my father. I can't keep living at their mercy. I want to shut them up and shut them down once and for all. Oh, no. I do like, like, uh, all dark, no stars, Cheryl. I mean, that's fair. But also now we're going to publish child pornography. Correct. Yay. Uh, We go over to the Cooper house and... Alice is now messing with Betty. I presume Polly's on her way back to New York? Yes. And I'm so jealous. She has freedom, a career she loves. Someone who, in her life, who worships her. That's more than I can say, than any one of us here can say. And Alice is like, don't pick a fight with me. I'm not in the mood. And Betty is just like, when are you going to stop sabotaging our family? And, you know, you disowned me as your daughter. You drove Polly away. And we couldn't even have one night together because of your hangups. And Alice starts to try to like butt in. But Betty's just like, no, you're a sad, lonely woman. And this is all you're doing. I'm not giving you any more power over my life because you will ruin it. And I'm going to do what Polly did. I'm going to leave this the second I can. And Alice just like, fine, go. And Betty's just like starts to walk in. And then she turns around and is like, you know, after last night, I'm thinking of following in Polly's footsteps. Becoming a burlesque dancer, except maybe I'll take off all my clothes. And then what will you tell your friends? Or will you just pretend I don't exist or that I died tragically? This is like dark Betty. Like she's really going after Alice. Mm-hmm. And Alice starts to go, Elizabeth. I'm like, it doesn't matter because I won't be in this house. I will be far away from you doing whatever I want and you can't stop me. And Alice slaps her. Yep. And Betty takes the hit. And then she just kind of looks at her mom very flatly and goes, I'm surprised it took you that long to do this. Which, again, is is, it's very much in touching on the dark Betty because it's just, yeah, like you would expect this to happen more often with Alice. Tension. Tension. 
Alice does look genuinely shook. It's like, oh, I can't take that back. I can't pretend that didn't happen. And again, if you want to play into the potential theory that they're going to somehow pull a rabbit out of their butt, the idea here being that Alice's perfect little WandaVision world is coming and crumbling. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then we cut over to the Pembroke and Jughead's there to talk to Veronica and they're kind of talking about like what happens and Jughead's like, well, if we don't follow their code, we don't get the seal of approval and then the publishers won't print our comics. And so we either follow or we go the way of the dodos. And he's like upset. He's like, how could I have been so naive? And Veronica's, you know, reassuring. He's like, look, you were naive. You were fighting for what's right. Blah, 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 blah. We'll figure something out. And Chuck is like, we? He's like, oh, I did sort of say something like that. But we find ourselves here once again, just the two of us. Chuck is like, yeah, we blew it the last time, didn't we? We did. But as I said, here we are again. And they kiss. Riverdale. What? Just going to throw a bug head in there for no good reason. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Who cares? I mean, all I need is Archie and Reggie. I need yeah. a makeout scene with Archie and Reggie. That's all we care about. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do the loop, let's close it all up. Come on. Yeah. Well, the real loop would be Archie and Jughead. But Dear that's God. not, not going to fucking happen. Please don't. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants, Nobody that. wants that. That was an episode of television. Mm-hmm. Things happened. Made you laugh a little bit. Sure. I guess let's go watch the next time on. All right. Here we go. Well, next episode is called A Different Kind of Cat, and we get Josie back. Yep. I'm glad Ashley Murray is back for at, at least an episode. It'll be fun. She was wildly underused, uh, but we did get a fabulous episode with her as a backdoor pilot. So this should be fun. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, we can certainly try. We can, we can hope. I have snuck ahead on some of the descriptions i will admit okay and i'm not saying anything but based on what i am reading they literally are going i my here's my tv my tv prediction okay here it is mm-hmm. and i've been saying it for a while but i literally think that in the penultimate episode they're literally gonna pull a rabbit out of a hat mm-hmm. and actually try to retcon all this within the sure. last two episodes of the series but i genuinely believe that it's just gonna be you know that's the story it just keeps going and going and going around and around and they can kind of get a do-over by starting again in the 50s with all the knowledge they have of the future like that's that's what it's gonna end up being like i'm i don't care what if we're both right Mm -hmm. whatever but yeah, it, it of course was going to come down to the last two episodes. Because they always do that shit. <laughs> they drag us through 20 <laughs> episodes <laughs> just to wrap it up in an episode and a half. Mm-hmm. Make a fucking movie, you weirdos. Mm, they couldn't get that green light. No. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. Well, only four more to go. Four more. <sighs> Until next time, hashtag Go Bulldogs.
listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.